Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, my main man, fantasy Taz, Jim Day. No closer, no Chris Venture today. It's the exec and Taz. 844-843-6879, telephone number to get involved with the frenzy. Coming up on the program today, some more of the latest news and notes from NFL training camps. I want to talk about this Miami Dolphin running back situation. Get into that. Get that broken down for you hot and heavy. Once again, that telephone number, you're getting closer to drafts, 844-843-6879 is the number to dial. My man, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, what's cracking, big homie? Hey, Corey, how you doing? And stop giggling. Stop checking out the shorties outside I'm the not window. doing nothing. I'm just, just sitting up here doing the radio show. I don't want no trouble. I ain't causing no beef. I'm just having a chuckle to myself. You see what I'm saying, Jim? I don't want nobody trying to figure out what I'm laughing about. No, it's no shorties over there. No, it's no shorties over here. I am the only short. I'm the only one that's doing anything. I'm just having a little grin, a little giggle. That's it, okay? I don't want no speculation on what I'm giggling about, Jim. Well, I'll tell you, you do look like a shorty today. Are you different chair, or did you take the phone book out from underneath your ass? Oh uh, no, uh, no, sure. I, 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 um, no, no, it's, it's, it's no reason. Everything inside Studio Thirty Four is fine. I don't, maybe that's just the camera angle. Everything is going good here. Listen, so let's get ready to hop into it, Jim. Let's start off hot and smoking. The New England Patriots released Kenny Britt. Brit happens, and Brit's been happening for a while. Look, I Kenny Britt before he tore his ACL could have been one of the great fantasy wide receivers, one of the great NFL wide receivers. Dude was so studly and talented, much like myself, but he had that terrible ACL tear that year in Tennessee when he was getting ready to go off. You all know about Kenny Britt's rap sheet, like I said earlier. Britt happens. Britt happened again. Number one, Jim, is there any New England Patriot wide receiver we can depend on to give us a healthy 16 games of solid production? No, actually, there isn't. Um, you know, we, hey, I love Gronkowski, but of course, we know he has an injury history and has missed games over the last few years. Um, Chris Hogan, of course, missed you know a good part of last year, so that's a concern. You know, my concern is: are they really going to start Philip Dorsett as their second wide he receiver? Stinks. Yeah, I mean, come on now. I, I mean, this is a guy that you know was well thought of in the draft, and once they drafted him, but he hasn't stepped up once yet. I, I find it hard to believe that he's going to do it now. Yeah, I, I get that same situation also. 
And Hogan is going, yeah, don't set a buster. Hogan is going uh, higher and higher and higher. And I like Hogan. Listen, I was the guy that was making fun of Hogan last year. Like, please stop with all the Rocky Marciano love. But listen, Rocky Marciano came out and showed me up. Good for him. But yet and still, the weeks when he was out there, he balled out. He played well. I worry about his injury history and him being able to handle the full rigors of an NFL season. I've seen him be, I think Venker said he had him ranked 17th. I know a lot of people got him inside their top 20. I think the kid is talented. I think he can play. I think he has a rapport with Tom Brady. What I worry about, though, is the kid's body breaking down and us wasting too much draft stock on him for a dude who is not going to be out there on the field. Well, it's definitely a concern. I mean, we saw that last year. But like you said, when he was on the field, he did perform. And right now, outside of Gronkowski, there's really no one there to take targets away from him. So as long as he is on the field, he's going to perform, I think, even better than he did last year. So I'm willing to take a shot on him uh, if I have a, a good stud wide receiver one. I might take a shot on him as my number two, but I really like him as my wide receiver three. Yeah, and I got him a couple places I got him as a three. My thing is with, with Hogan is it's a roster construction play. If you get Hogan, right, you got to get out there and get Hogan as a wide receiver three and then come right back and try to get you a four and a five because you got to be able to fill that void. Um, and Philip Dorsett's not going to be able to fill that void. I just think Philip Dorsett sucks. And and Cordero Patterson, we haven't seen anything from Cordero Patterson either. It's not like these dudes are Johnny-come-latelys to the NFL. These guys are veterans that haven't done anything. No, I, I agree. But, you know, if anybody can bring the best out of anybody, we've seen Tom Brady do it time and time again. Let's face it, the Patriots oh. have never had a stacked wide receiver core. No. They never have. You know, I mean, they've always had one guy that they – usually count on and then they had a bunch of other guys that just played you know each and every week uh except for maybe edelman I i'll give edelman the thing uh you know he's on the field he's going to get the uh, um, many touches so not a big problem uh, and you know if you're that worried about hogan you could do hogan and edelman although i don't recommend it i don't really like having two wide receivers from the same team uh but if you're that worried no, about yeah. it, hogan going down early then edelman you get it this you know after week five is not a bad deal but just not my thing. Should James White and Sonny Michelle, they're the pass catching running back. Should we bump them up thinking that maybe they're going to get some more love in the offense? Uh, as far as receiving the football, obviously Michelle dealing with the injury right now. James White, a part-time player, but he's healthy, and they tend to like him, and he they go to him, and he gets it done. He gets it done three, four games a year. Um, look, Jim, I, I, would say named- he did, I, I would say that he had a better season than that last year, Jim. I probably didn't, Corey. You know, I'd have to look it up. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head. But uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't have that that much better a season in number of games where he had great games. Uh, He had some good games, no doubt. But he's not going to be a consistent player from week to week. And, you know, actually, yeah, if you look at last year's stats, he really didn't have many big games. He had one, two, three, four, five. But uh, Six, five games, seven, no, eight, five. nine, five, ten, five eleven, games. <laughs> five games where he would have scored more than twelve fantasy points. Five games, Scurry. I had him in my lineup those five weeks, Jim. That makes me a genius. Well, I'll tell you what. I, you know, I, I don't mind taking a late round flyer on him in a best ball league, uh, and that's how I feel about every Patriot player except Bronk and maybe Hogan. Anybody else, I'd only take in a best ball league. I'll let other people deal with that mess. Let's face it. I mean, I say it all the time, and I'm going to continue to say it. Bill Belichick doesn't care about your fantasy team. No, he doesn't. He's not going to play the people that you want him to play from week to week.
You know who does care about your fantasy team, Goon Squad? I do. I care no, about you. No, you don't. You tell them they're all losers. Yeah, when I had to be real with them. I told them they suck because they needed to know that. You feel what I'm saying, Jim? They need to know that. But because I tell them the truth about them, it doesn't mean I do not care about them or their fantasy squads. You feel what I'm saying? These are my goon squad. These are my people. These are the only people that got my back is my goon squadians. You feel what I'm saying? They would revolt. They would revolt if something was to happen to me or something was to be done with me. You know what I'm saying? They would revolt. They would have a hard time getting over it. The loss would be stinging. They would feel it. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, Goon Squad, I do care about your fantasy football team, unlike Bill Belichick, who could not give two you-know-whats about your fantasy team. And, Jim, me and you, we care about the Goon Squad's fantasy teams. I just, I just keep it 100 with them. If the way you feel about the Goon Squad is how you feel about your shorties, it's a no wonder you're <laughs> 844-843-6879, telephone number to get involved. And you guys need to be on the horns because I see some of your drafts. And you call up here and you read off your teams to me. And I'm like, my Lord, you would think we wasn't doing this for the past two months, the way these dudes are drafted. I'm getting my composition notebook out so I can write down some of these stinking teams and then pretend to give you a good grade. How you like them apples, goon squad? <laughs> well, that's just a way to endear your uh, your <laughs> listeners to you, Corey. I they love, love me. They love me, Jim. <laughs> they love me. And I love them back. How's everybody doing out there today? Hope everybody's doing well. I would like to hear from you on the telephone. Jim, there's a report that the, the uh, Green Bay Packers are shopping Randall Cobb. And I'm like, okay, what are they going to get back? A bag of footballs? A pack of baseball cards? You know what I'm saying? Old raggedy air conditioner. What are they going to get back from Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb is on his last legs, literally. Well, I don't know if he's quite there yet, um, but yeah, he's definitely got some issues. Problem is with his uh, with his salary cap hit right now and his injury history. I don't think there's going to be many takers for him out there, and you know that was actually you know being shot down this morning that they weren't shopping Cobb. And this was from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. He said what happened is a couple of teams called the Green Bay Packers to see if he was available because they have such good young talent on the team that maybe they could get him. So it's not so much that Green Bay was trying to push him out. It was other teams trying to see if they could pry him loose. Oh, okay. That's what it was, Jim. That's good investigative reporting, Jim. You Are you one of those guys like Rappaport and Schefter? Do you have... Like, you know, the two or three phones that you just, it rings and you get the updated information of what's going on inside of NFL front offices? Well, I do have one hotline to Schefter and I do have one hotline to Rappaport. So, nice. you know, I try to try to talk to them when they call. I can't always take their calls, but I try to. Now, Jake Seeley did not have that kind of cachet. This, the all-in kid did not have hotlines to Rap Sheet and to Schefter. Jim Day brings us hotline talk to Rap Sheet and Schefter. How about that? Rank that. <laughs> Shout out to my homie. Uh, 844-843-6879. Let's break the seal with my man Brian in Cincinnati. Brian lives in Cincinnati, home of a horrible football team. What's up, Brian? <laughs> Not much, man. It's tough, man. You know, the quarterback situation. Yeah. You know, we definitely got to get rid of Dalton. Yeah, y'all should trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, it's a few cats out there, man. Should anybody else than Dalton at this point? There you go. What we but, got, uh, Brian? My question, man, I got the 10th pick in the 10-team PPR league. Um, 
I got a keeper and Derrick Henry in the 10th round. All right. And I've been really scratching my head about this 10 and 11. I've been doing some mocks, and it seems like it's Odell, Julio. Um, I've been kind of rolling, but I've been really thinking about doing a doing a three running back kind of um, – kind of team this year all right and so it's really been like Devonte freeman or uh i just kind of want to get your perspective on it no one's really talking about you know these these this this kind of this second round you know kind of uh picks man so I, I all right so listen i like the running backs that's that, that I, li- I like the running backs in that in that part of the draft where you're at you can you you know if melvin gordon falls to 10 i like a gordon dalvin cook start you got derrick henry in your flex uh, I like a Gordon Christian McCaffrey start. This is the PPR year. You can uh, put Henry. In. I, I, let, let's slot Henry in the flex to start the season. Let's start it that way, since you already have that that um that keeper right there. And I would go running back, running back, especially if you start two wide receivers. Do you start two wide receivers or do you start three? Uh, we I start two, but I've I've always kind of played around with the uh, the running back and the flex as well. I, you know, depending hey, on previous years. Yeah, exactly. But this year, man, I you know with Derrick Henry in the in the tenth round, you know that I actually could have got Dalvin Cook in the third round as a keeper. Now why'd you do um, that? But, I mean, I felt like he, I just I mean I felt like I was getting more value out of Derrick Henry. I mean, he's a well Dalvin Cook is a lead back too. In the third round, he's going in the first and second. You should have kept Dalvin Cook. Is it too late? I thought about it, man. Uh, I actually, I don't. I'm not sure. That's a good question. I may have to check on that, man. Well, first of all, Brian, why don't you know the rules to the to, to, to keep? When was the keeper deadline, Brian? This is what I'm talking about, Goon Squad. Brian, when was the keeper deadline? <laughs> when, Brian, why don't you know the keeper actually, deadline? Been August 19th. I think it was August 19th, man. So I think it's already. I think so it's already locked in. Man. All right, so we got that covered. Yeah, yeah. And, and Brian, Dalvin <laughs> Cook. When he went down last year, was leading the NFL in rushing. Derrick Henry is going to be a part of a timeshare. You should have kept Dalvin Cook. You didn't. You, you that that should have been the lead when you called in this here, Brian. A, this is this is this was the issue, man. I actually drafted AJ Green, and I traded AJ Green for Dalvin Cook, and then he got injured, and so it was kind of already okay. like you know it would have been a good pick, but you know I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to you know, kind of go all in on him. And then with Derrick Henry, I mean, at the 10th round, come on, man, you can't pass that up, right? No, you can't pass it up if you can keep Dalvin Cook in the third, Jim. Let Brian know. He dropped the ball. Yeah. Hey, I would definitely have kept Cook as well. But, you know, again, Henry's not a bad keeper in the 10th, but I would have, I would definitely kept Cook in the third. Brian. Oh, God. Well, I mean. It's too late to worry about hey. that now. So, <laughs> okay, wait. So I, I want to throw one thing here. Corey said, "Go running back, running back." I'm going to give you a different option. I'm going to tell you, watch the beginning of the draft, whichever way it flows. If your draft starts out running back heavy, I'm taking those two stud wide receivers right away, and not not even thinking about it. There's plenty of good running backs you can get in a ten team later. But if I start my draft with Odell Beckham and Julio Jones, I'm fine with that in any way, shape, or form. See, that's what I was concerned with, man. I, I've I always went. I, but but, but wait a minute. What, what, and if he's only got to start two wide receivers, Jim, in a 10-team league, it's extremely shallow. You're more likely to find wide receivers on the waiver wire than you are running backs. I would, when I, Especially when I already got Derrick Henry in the stash, I, I would go running back, running back. That's well, I, I again, I, I'll just – it really depends. If a, They are deeper. There's no doubt about it. I'm not fighting that. 
But in a 10-team league, there's going to be plenty of good running backs to be had in the third, fourth, and fifth round. Easily. There's going to be guys there that, that you can get that'll give you good production. You know, and with those two stud running backs, you have your starting running uh, wide receivers every single week, starting no doubt, no fuss, no muss. Uh, you put those two guys in every single week. You can get another wide receiver that could be in your in your flex when you need it. And look, I'm only saying this if you know eight or seven or eight of the first picks are, are running backs in your draft. If not, then I would take one of those two. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we got we got um uh, Jim. You cut out for a second there at the end. Brian, uh, Brian, are you ready to draft? Yeah, man. I, I, hey, I've been doing mocks, man. I've been I've been doing research. I've been watching the show, man, on YouTube. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty prepared. But the issue is the keepers, man. This year, I mean, Leonard Fournette's being kept, Kareem Hunt's being kept, um, Zeke's going back in, but uh, and Le'Veon's going back in this year. He'll be going too. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So by the tenth round, you know, we're talking about running backs. You know, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley's going to be there. Uh, and I'm actually scared I won't even get Dalvin in the first round. I mean, he's going to go in the first round. If I don't, if he gets to me, I'm going to take Dalvin. Um, and I also think I'm going to take Saquon. Or not Saquon. I think I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. All right. So there you go. Brian, check back in next week. Let's know how this draft went, Brian. 844-843-6879. Do a better job than Brian, y'all. 844-843-6879. important thing you can do today. How about swab to save a life? Every three minutes in the United States, a person is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia. Bone marrow transplants give patients a new lease on life, but 70% of them must rely on a stranger for one. You can help. Register with DKMS to become a donor. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Take the first step. Become a hero. Register today at DKMS.org. Yeah, T.I. Thursday, the world-famous fantasy football frenzy. Coming to you from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. Don't forget this upcoming Sunday, beginning at noon Eastern, a special edition of the fantasy football frenzy as we stream live from the Carton and Friends draft. Myself, Craig Carton, the King Scott Angle, the closer Chris Ventra, Michelle Serpico will be in the house too. She'll be the eye candy that day. It won't be Jim Day. It'll be Miss... Michelle Serpico. You already know what I'm saying. Don't forget, beat the exec uh, at playffwc.com. We go hot. We get it done for real this upcoming Monday night at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Six spots left in that league. Head on over there right now, playffwc.com, and try to beat the fantasy executive. Please, somebody please put Brian in that league. <laughs> I keep telling y'all, Goon Squad, is drafts, everybody's drafting these next couple 10, 11, 15 days. And let me tell you something. Y'all got a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being brutally honest with you, Goon Squad. You got a lot of work that needs to be done. And I'm just going to have to be honest with you. Because if I don't, I love you. And if I don't tell you, who's going to tell you, Jim? I love him. Well, there you go. It sounds like you love them, Corey. I, I just want to throw this out there. I was just figuring it out this morning. I have 19 drafts between Friday and Monday. 
Wow, that's crazy, Jim. <laughs> nineteen before Friday, between Friday and Monday, you're gonna yeah, be in the crib traps. all week. I am uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's cool. I got the GST, the Greenwich Street Tavern League. That's on Saturday afternoon, so that's gonna be fun. And then I got a homie. Um, what my my son's uncle, he fashions himself as a fantasy football guy. Um. So he invited me to his league. I said, I'll come take y'all money. You know. Then on Sunday night, my 14-team auction went to a 16-team auction. So that's going to be a doozy. They're probably three and a half hours. I got that on Sunday night. And then Monday is to beat the fantasy exec. So I don't have a heavier schedule as you do, Jim. But I still got four or five more uh, leagues to draft before we uh, had to kick off that glorious Thursday night when the Atlanta Falcons beat the Philadelphia Eagles to start the season. We actually have a draft on that first Sunday of the league where we can use the Thursday night scores in that draft. Y'all draft that Sunday morning? Yeah, that Sunday morning we'll be drafting live. So I'm actually looking forward to that one. That'll be fun. One of the cool events is um, one of the events that, hey, what's up, fellas? Um, I was just sitting here looking at me. And like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm in a fishbowl over here, just sitting up there looking at me. You ain't even saying nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? If at least if you're gonna be gawking at me like that, at least say hi. Jim, your screen is shaking. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just my table. Sorry, I got that. Right. <laughs> it's making sure it wasn't an earthquake in your neck of the woods out there in Jersey, Jim. <laughs> no, sorry right. about that. <laughs> all right, cool. Just want to make sure Jim is all right. You I'm know? trying to type in the chat room, and every time I does, uh, I do that, it, it shakes the table. So I'm trying to do it lightly, but it, I got these big clam fingers. They don't really do lightly. Yeah, you and Serpico got those big fingers, and I've noticed that from both of you. And you cause earthquakes with your fingers. Um, Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore, splitting carries. Okay, Drake is better than Frank Gore, Jim. I, I will admit that. Um, but why don't the Dolphins understand that? Dolphins do understand that. Come on, people are just – I love when people get so excited about this. You know what? There's five, six, seven running backs out there to get majority of catches in the league. Outside of that, there's split carries everywhere. Doesn't mean you can't have a top finisher in the running back score just because he's splitting carries. I'm looking at Drake at being a 15, maybe 16-carry guy, and you know maybe with Gore we're looking at 8 to 10. There's plenty of touches for both of them, and you know Drake definitely – Average much better last year yards per carry. Uh, I think he's a better running back at this stage of their careers. But Gore is Gore. He's going to get some touches and, and do some damage. But I, I still want Drake first where he's going. And people are just overreacting to this news. All right, so let me, let, me, let, me, let me put this scenario out to you, Jim. You got the 11 for the 12 pick and a 12-team PPR. You say, you know what? Everybody's on running backs this year. I'm going to zig while everybody's zagging. I'm going to start four wide receivers. Now, I'm going to start with three wide. I'm going to fill out my three wides first, and then on my four-five turn, I'm going to get my two running backs. And those two running backs are Jay Ajayi and Kenyon Drake. I don't hate that. I, I, I just don't hate that. I, look, I like Ajayi more than most, especially running behind that offensive line. He's going to have some big games. Drake is going to have some big games. But – at that point, I got three stud wide receivers I could start every week and not have to worry about them. I not, won't have to think about pulling them in or out. I'm just going to 
shove him in my starting lineup and go. And then I'll just make sure I have enough depth at running back to cover me. All right, that's cool. I'm not I'm not in love with that because I want a workhorse bell cow running back. There was six of them last year. Six in the league. There was six. Now that didn't include Go ahead. That is true. There's only six running backs that touched the ball over 300 times last year. When I, okay, six. okay. what I'll say is this, Jim. When I but say, that didn't when, include Zeke, which should be there this year. Okay, when and I say. Barkley, which should be there this year. When I say uh, bell, when I say bell cow, I'm talking about a fantasy bell cow. And it was more than six fantasy bell cows. Well, you, you're talking about guys. Sure. I mean, hey, what are you going to consider a fantasy bell cow at that point? For me, a bell cow is a guy who touches the ball. More than everybody else. And, you know, 300 seems to be that point in the NFL. That's a bell cow to me. Somebody who's going to touch the ball 300 times. And outside of that, sure, there's guys that touch the ball less and score great. I mean, we saw that. Kamara didn't touch exactly. the ball anywhere near I would 300 con- times. I would consider Kamara a fantasy bell cow. He was a fantasy bell cow last year. But those numbers have to come back. To, you know, that regression is going to hit. See, I don't know if that's true. He, the type of numbers he hit are just not redoable. Nobody has done it in the history of the NFL, averaged over six yards and then came back and did it again. There's but, only a few but, NFL running backs who've ever averaged that many yards per carry. I See, my thing is, Jim, I think Kamara touched the ball too much, and he's too dynamic. So he don't have to average over six yards a pop, but I think that he makes – every. He's has very his touches are very efficient, and I don't see that going away. Will it take a dip from last year? Yes, I agree, but I don't see that. I don't see him coming in as like RB fifteen this year. Oh no, no, me, me neither. Don't get me wrong. The, the kid's a talent and a half, and it, he doesn't need that many touches to really be productive, as we saw. And I definitely don't think he's going to fall outside the top ten either. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm with you on that. I just I'm just saying if we're really talking bell cows, I like the guys that hit touched the ball 300 times and i think this year we may see nine guys possibly doing that uh outside of that we're going to need guys that are highly efficient and really there's not a ton of them outside of kamara and a couple others that really fall into that spectrum for me 844-843-6879 before we get to the phones where is, is mr sussman on the fourth floor mr sussman paging mr sussman what can i do for you Hey, Mr. Sussman, I haven't, unfortunately, yes. I haven't had a chance to talk to my buddy, um, Dr. A, in a little bit. Yes. Because you wrap Dr. A up into the BFF show, and you know me and Dr. A have a very good relationship. Right. And I would like to speak to Dr. A from time to time also. Okay. And you don't even talk to Dr. A a lot no more. You talk to... Uh, we had Dr. A on last week. Yeah, Dr. A last week. Virginia Today. Yeah, Virginia Today, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on. Is Dr. A okay? Dr. A's doing great. He's, he, he's traveling the world as he always does. I'm about to say Dr. A's out the country, isn't he? Yeah. Living life. Mm-hmm. That's what he does in his palatial states. In his palatial state, in his box that me and him share at the uh, Mercedes-Benz. In Atlanta, ben, yeah. In Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm going to go visit Dr. A box again this year. So, being that I have not had a chance to talk to Dr. A, I would like to get that to change uh, to Mr. Sussman. Yes, sir. Um, what I would like to know is, what's the deal with Alshon Jeffrey? 
So we actually asked uh, Virginia about Alshon today, and she believes that there's a very good chance that he ends up staying on that pup list once the season begins and missing the first six games of the season. It's not that his shoulder won't be healthy for week one. It's that the rest of his body essentially won't be. And if he comes back too early, he'll overcompensate. And, they, and she believes that's actually why Marlon Mack hurt his hamstring, because he was covering, recovering from a torn labrum surgery over the, in the offseason. So by overcompensating, building up the upper part of his body, he didn't work on the lower part of his body, which is how he sprained his hamstring. She thinks there's a good chance that Jeffrey starts on the pup list. All right, so there you go right there. Uh, shot to the Alshon Jeffrey Mason on the pup list. Um, thank you, Mr. Sussman. I appreciate that. It, it, Absolutely. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Was you, are you being facetious? No, I, I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm okay. Besides right. Jim's shaking of the computer, I'm enjoying the show right, very much. I'm you were, sorry. You, I'm trying not to shake the computer. Were you worried that Jim was, it was, there was an earthquake in Jersey, too? I thought it was possible. All right. Okay, good. Well, it's not an earthquake in Jersey. And I, okay, and I, I'm not touching the table anymore. And, I, and I, I appreciate you, Mr. Sussman. I appreciate you. Thank you. And miss you. I miss you too, Greg. You know, Greg has changed. Nah, let me stop. How dare you? <laughs> nah, How dare you? No, nah, Greg is still the man. I still <laughs> I wasn't it's, touching that one. Yeah, it's everybody else I worry about, but I know Greg <laughs> is still the man. 844-843-6879. Let's go to my man PJ in Columbia. I know PJ loved me. What's up, PJ? What's going on, man? I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in you, Corey. You're talking about the Goon Squad. Don't you know the Goon Squad is a reflection of you? Them your sons, man. When they, when they tell people, where did I get my information from? They say Corey Parsons. Corey Parsons? So you can't talk about the Goon Squad because the Goon Squad are your kids. I understand. I understand, and I love the Goon Squad. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes I got to give the Goon Squad tough love. And when Brian came up here and he called me and Brian said, hey, exec, I kept Derrick Henry in the 10th. But and then later on, he tells me I could have kept um, Dalvin Cook in the third. PJ, at that point, what am I supposed to do, PJ? At that point, I well, feel gotta, I feel like I've been betrayed. At that point, no, you got you got to just train up a fantasy player in the way that they should go. So you got to teach them and lead them. You don't just talk down on them. That's the when you cast them out and you get them to not want to listen to the fantasy. Day. You got to embrace them, teach them the right way. And then that's where they'll learn. But you got to teach them with love. You can't teach them with hate. I, I, Brian, PJ, I feel like I'm teaching them with love. I don't hate them. I feel as if I'm teaching them with love. I come to them humbly. For almost, I come to them almost for free. You know what I'm saying, PJ? And, 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 and all I want them to do is I want every member of the Goon Squad to win their league. And I want all of us to have a big cheers at the end of the year, PJ. But when I hear stuff like that, it makes me think that they're not listening to me or they're getting advice from someplace else or they're just in and out, in and out, in and out. I've been doing this since June. I say, call me, call me, call me. And every day it's the yeah. same thing. I talk to Stephen Mass and I talk to Bob in Vermont. But then when they I call see, you, you, know. you put them down. I didn't put them down. <laughs> I, I them was down. tough love. I had to, it was, it was, I, Brian needed tough love. I had to get stern with yeah. Brian. He, he, he did. You know, and me and you black, so sometimes you got to pull out the whooping. You got to whoop <laughs> This is true. <laughs> I just got I, to be understand. What, hey, sorry, guys. That's hey, not a black thing. You you should have known my dad. I got whoopings plenty of times with a switch. <laughs> That's not a black thing. All right, it's bi, bi, uh, biracial uh, beatings. Oh, yeah, uh, really. uh, hey. punishments. Let's not say beatings. <laughs> no, they were beatings. Hey, fellas, yeah. what I got for you? What up, PJ? Hey, 
We all know Father Time is undefeated. Yes. So I got to go out there. I got to go out there to Arizona. If something is to happen to Larry Fitzgerald, who is the next wide receiver that we should talk about? That because nobody is talking about any other receiver in Arizona but Larry Fitzgerald. All right. So here's the deal. I'm glad you mentioned this because a player that has that has caught my eye, and and I, and I, and I, and I, and I'll be honest with you, I dropped the ball on this, and I'm thinking to myself. I was laying in bed last night. Full disclosure, Goon Squad, my home league, I had to select my keepers yesterday. And I had Derrick Henry in the 10th. And that's and I kept Derrick Henry in the 10th. You know what I'm saying? Much like Brian did. No, 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 no. But I didn't have the option of Dalvin Cook in the third. So there you go right there. <laughs> now, with that being said, I'm laying in bed last night. And I'm tossing and turning and tossing and turning. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? And I think to myself, you know, worried about my Cowboys. And I'm like, wow, my Cowboys could have really used Bryce Butler this year. And I said, oh, Bryce Butler. He's in Arizona with the old man Larry Fitzgerald. And if PJ calls me tomorrow and asks about somebody in Arizona that could step up in case something happened to Larry Fitzgerald, I'll point him in the direction of Bryce Butler. Because I think Bryce Butler's a playmaker. He can get down the field. He can catch the football. He can get that 50-50 contested ball. Des Bryant is always talking him up as a player that needs to get more reps, probably so more than, than Terrence Williams. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy his time in Dallas. But Bryce Butler can play. He got out of Dallas so he can create opportunity for himself, Jim. I think Bryce Butler's a nice option. I think he's a nice option. It just won't be the option they go with. They're going to go with Christian Kirk opposite Fitzgerald. Kirk has been having a great camp. They're raving about him out in Arizona. Uh, they really think this kid is going to be the one who steps up outside opposite Fitzgerald. And I like any wide receiver that starts opposite Fitzgerald because Fitzgerald is always going to take the you know the secondary and third uh, defensive backs away from the other receiver. And then when you add David Johnson in the backfield, they're not going to be able to key on Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is the, the second wide receiver in, in Arizona that I want to own. All right, so there you go right there, PJ. I'm down with that too. Christian Kirk and a dollar, and maybe put him on your watch list. He might pop off the waiver wire, Mr. Um, uh, Bryce Butler. But I agree with Jim. Christian Kirk is the man if you want to know who's outside of uh, AJ, I mean, excuse me, of Larry Fitzgerald. You good, PJ? We good? All right, so PJ's gone now, but I, I'm, I hope I hope we're I hope we're good. <laughs> we I, should be fine. That was that was good advice. We're no, going. no, no. Well, I, you know, PJ, uh, I'm sorry, Goon Squad. If I came across the last couple of days as being a little too tough on the Goon Squad, I apologize. I've been going through a lot. I'm dealing with a lot right now. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on. Um, you know, outside of Studio 34, you know what I'm saying? As soon as I step outside the studio, life just hits me like a ton of bricks. You feel what I'm saying? And I know I don't need an intervention, and, and, and no, your prayers are always welcome. Um, but, you know, back to schools around the corner and stuff like that, and I got a ton of things and a ton of responsibilities. And, you know, I got fantasy football leagues coming up, and, you know what I'm saying, do it. You know, I got a morning show that I got to worry about and two kids and stuff like that. And I'm just, every day, Goon Squad, you make me happy. The best hour of my day is from 1 to 2 p.m. on the East Coast when I get to talk to my Goon Squad brethren. You feel what I'm saying? So if I came across as being hard, uh, Goon Squad, please forgive me. Um, I, I apologize, Jim. I'm sorry. Well, should we, should we start a GoFundMe account for you, Corey? I think that might help. 
that would help, but nobody's gonna <laughs> nobody's gonna give me nothing <laughs> in the GoFundMe account. It'll be thirty five cents at the end of the week. Thirty five cents that I would appreciate. But don't worry about that, Goon Squad. Everything is going to be okay. We'll be all right. See, us Goon Squatters, we're fighters. You know what I'm saying? Against all odds. Everybody's always talked about how we can't do this or we can't do that. Yet and still, we just put our heads down and keep trying. Everybody has more talent. Everybody has more this. Everybody has more that. But at the end of the day, the fantasy executive and the Goon Squad on a TI Thursday, we will rise, Goon Squadian. We will rise. We will rise. Singing from the mountaintop, Goon Squad, we will rise. But the camera will not. Why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball for a half the rake on Fantasy Draft? Featuring half the rake GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. ASAP. I wish we could play the lyrics of this joint because it would break exactly down how I feel. Yeah, ASAP. All motivation. Some of the great TI jams. I got, trust me, this going. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. 844-843-6879. Kick the damn ball off. Let it ride, Bavona. Let it breathe. Fantasy Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio. Six spots left in the Beat the Fantasy Exactly Play FFWC.com. Shout out to them. Chris Sims was supposed to be calling in today, but um, he's not again. So shout, I would like to I would have liked to talk to Chris Sims. I would have asked him about the helmet rule. I would have asked him and I would have asked him about the helmet rule. I would have asked him like why his why why his pops not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't have did that. <laughs> I'd have been like, yo, son, how come your pops not in the Hall of Fame? He only had two good seasons. Uh, hey, I like Phil Sims as a Giants fan. I actually like Phil Sims as a player more than I liked Eli. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, Jim. I was telling people all the time the best offensive player in New York Giant history is Odell Beckham. Uh, well, I mean, all time, uh, you know, Frank Gifford would have to be up there. Uh, Frank Gifford was pretty damn good in his day and, and what he did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. He's definitely the best receiver in their history. Yeah. I didn't see Frank. We didn't see Frank Gifford play, Jim. I did. For real? Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think you would have saw Frank Gifford play, Jim. Oh, yeah. You must be hey, very little. Uh, I, yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> okay, so you saw the end of Frank Gifford's career. Yep. Didn't Frank Gifford used to do a morning show? No, his wife did the morning show, right? Yeah, his morning. His wife did the morning show. I can't even remember her name. But What's yes. her name? Kathy Lee Griffith? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Kathy absolutely, Lee? yes. Right, so yeah. shout out to Frank Gifford. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, all-time greatest giant player to me is Lawrence always going to be Lawrence Taylor. Easily. Yeah, right. Lawrence Taylor might yeah, be one. Right. Of, might, Lawrence Taylor might be the best football player ever. Uh, he he changed the game as far as I'm concerned. No no linebacker was doing what he was doing. 
and no left tackle was making that kind of money <laughs> until you realize we got somebody to stop a maniac. We got to get somebody to stop a maniac like this, and we got to pay them. I'm glad somebody realized it. Um, 844-843-6879. Let's go out to my man Blake in Minnesota. Blake, what up? What's up? Chilling. I got a question for you. Trade. Oh, right. oh, a trade? There you go. Trade before the season start, Blake. I, I told you what happened to me when I trade before the season start. Yeah. So, PPR League, I was wondering if I should trade away Devontae Adams and Jack Doyle for Diggs and Trey Burton. Uh, PPR, you have Adams and Doyle, and you want into, and the person is, you're looking to trade Adams and Doyle for Diggs and Burton. I like Diggs, I like Adam, I like Doyle, I like Burton. I don't like these kind of trades because it's kind of a wash, right? Because you're just, what are you really accomplishing with this trade? I don't see much, right? What I will say is Devontae Adams is my, is my, is my guy this year. He's my um, player to go to. Some would say, oh, that's my Isaiah Crowell. We'll have better luck with Devontae Adams this year. I would hold on to what you have. I think Burton would be a slight upgrade over Doyle. But I think Adams is a slight upgrade over Diggs. Jim, I don't, I, I don't see no reason to make this trade. Well, I think Adams is, is above Diggs for me, and I think Doyle is above Burton for me. So if you're getting Adams and Doyle, I like that. Let's face it, there's, there's plenty of weapons in Chicago. We can't say the same for Indy. If luck is healthy, you got Hilton and then a bunch of nothing, really. Ryan Grant, he doesn't scare anybody. Jack Doyle is in line for another solid year, even with Eric Ebron there. I think Ebron has a good year, too. But Doyle is definitely the guy that's going to be the more heavily targeted. Yeah, I got to agree with that. So I wouldn't pull the trigger on this one. Um, I forgot son name. My bad. I wouldn't pull the trigger on this one, Blake. All right, so we got that. We got Blake squared away. You said an interesting name just now. Eric Ebron, Jim. You know, I'm in on Eric Ebron, too, this year. Like, I would take him as late as a flyer. Um, I would keep an eye on him on my watch list. I think the Colts are going to use a lot of two tight ends. I think Andrew Luck likes to run two tight ends, and I think both of them will be involved. Doyle will be the main guy, but Eric Ebron will definitely have fantasy value throughout the course of the season. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. They run 12 personnel a lot this year, and – what I mean by 12 personnel, I get this question a lot. So let me just clear it up, people. 12 personnel, when somebody says it's a 12 personnel or 11 personnel, what they're referring to is the number of running backs in and the number of tight ends. The first number is the number of running backs. The second number is the number of tight ends. So when they tell you it's a 12 personnel, they're running one running back, two tight ends. 11 personnel is one running back, one tight end. So when you you see that, I just wanted you to understand that concept. Indianapolis is going to run a 12 personnel a lot this year. Uh, Ebron started to show last year what he could do. He had a good season. I think this year he could have another good season. Let's face it, again, we're talking about wide receivers that just don't exist for this team. So you're going to have Hilton and you're going to have the two tight ends really taking a lot of the targets. You know what? I, I don't know what to – Jim, before I get back to the phones, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with Lance Davis, Jim, to be honest with you, Goon Squad coordinator Lance <laughs> Davis. I named him the coordinator of the Goon Squad earlier this week. and I'm seriously considering about taking that from him and giving it to PJ in Columbia because Lance Davis is in the chat talking about Exec and Sussman had a 2018 home shopping video on Eric Ebron, and he sucked. Why would Lance go back – why are we talking about last year? You feel what I'm saying? 
Like, okay, we missed on Eric Ebron last year. Uh, you think I wouldn't be reminded about that now? I'm talking about Eric Ebron as a waiver wire guy or somebody you draft in round 16. You feel what I'm saying? And Lance Davis brought that up after I gave Lance Davis the keys to the goon squad. Yeah, that's kind of rough, Lance. I don't know what you're doing there trying to pile on. Uh, you know, it, it, I just don't – I don't know. I don't know. We, you might have to boot him. <laughs> I got to have a conversation with Lance Davis. 844-843-6879. Let's go out to Oklahoma and talk to Jonathan. Jonathan, what up? How's it going, guys? I just wanted to say, uh, if you did a GoFundMe, I'd pitch in five bucks for you. Well, now, don't worry about it, Jonathan. I'll be fine. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Somebody, <laughs> hey, my, man, my, five bucks. my man Carl Anderson just cash at me a dollar, so shout out to Carl Anderson. I can get me a slice of, <laughs> and get me a slice of pizza now. <laughs> what up, Jonathan? Um, I got a kind of a weird question. It's for my home league. I missed the playoffs for the first time last season, That's so tough. I got to fix it during this yeah. uh, draft. We haven't. Why'd yeah, you we miss? Why'd you yet, miss the playoffs we, last year? Was it Zeke? Was I bought it... in on David Johnson, my number one pick. Oh yeah, most of the people that had David Johnson last year also had also had Dalvin Cook too. Mm. No, I was... luckily I didn't have Dalvin Cook. I would have been that, that I was just tough. giving up. That. I'm just, you know what, Jonathan? <laughs> I, I'm glad you said you didn't have Isaiah Crowell last year because then I would have felt bad if you missed your home league playoff because <laughs> you drafted Isaiah Crowell, but you didn't. And David Johnson, I can understand that. How can I help you to, for this year? Uh, well, for our home league, we do a little bit of a weird uh, scoring. So it's actually, I call it a super quarterback league to try and keep it interesting. So basically your QB is scored identical to wide receivers and running backs. Okay. So your quarterback gets you almost 70 points in one game, in one week if they have an amazing game. Okay. And uh, so last season I had uh, Deshaun Watson, and since it's a keeper, I kept Watson, and I kept uh, David Johnson throughout the season, and I still managed to get Bell because he was my keeper from the year before. Okay. So I'm looking at – got to keep one of these guys, Watson, Bell, or Johnson, and I'm kind of torn on which one because, I mean, if I give up Watson, I have a feeling he's going to be gone in the first round in this style of our, draft, our you know, league and, try, and draft and everything, but I don't want to give up the, one of those Bell Cal running backs either. What pick do you have in the draft? Uh, we haven't done it yet. So we, we, well, I'm waiting on the current league champion to decide the uh, draft order. We let them decide, and then we do it. So, Without knowing what pick you have in the draft, yeah. I would say you keep Deshaun Watson, especially if the quarterback can score that many points. If a regular quarterback can score 70, Deshaun Watson might be able to score 100 because he was putting up some phenomenal numbers last year. What would you do in a situation like this, Jim? Well, it really depends. What What are the running backs scoring for you in this league? What are they? What is a really it's good still, game for a running back? It's still the same standard scoring. We don't do PPR in this one. Uh, usually each year I do something different. PPR we are actually going to introduce next year. So this okay, year is just so standard. If, if running backs score what they score now, but quarterbacks can score so much, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm keeping Watson every day because this kid is a guy that could put up massive numbers in that scoring. There you go. All right, Jonathan. Be, Jonathan. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, it. Guys. Jonathan, let your commissioner know. You need to know what the what the draft order is going to be before you select keepers. Oh, that's why I'm actually upset right now. I am the commissioner. I've been getting on this guy every day for the last week. Our draft is actually Saturday. Oh, okay. So if he doesn't decide it, i got to come up with another way. I'm just going to implement uh, a different way to do the draft order. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll just take matters into my own hands. All right, 844-843-6879. Let's go to my man Steve in New Jersey. Steve, what up? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Chilling, Steve. What's good with you? No, I was just uh, curious if I get you and Jim's grade on my team if I just uh, 
you know, list it off real quick. 12-team half-point PPR. 12-team half-point PPR. Let me get out my... Let me get out my grading pen here. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, how, what do you start? Quarterback, two running backs, right? How many wide receivers you start? Yeah, two. Uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, a flex, a D, and a kicker, and then. Um, All right. I got seven on the bench. All right. I'm not worried about the kicker and the defense. Uh, who's your quarterback? All right. So I got QB. I got Cousins and Mahomes. All right, Cousins and Patty Mahomes. All right, who's your running backs? I got Zeke, mm-hmm. Nixon, All right. Lamar Miller. Just give me the starting lineup. All right, who's your wide receivers? Okay, so Zeke, Nixon. Um, wide receivers, I have Evans and Josh Gordon. Yeah. But I got Marquise Goodwin, Robbie Anderson on my bench. All right, you got Goodwin and Anderson on your bench. Okay, who's your tight end? Tight end, I just punted in the 14th round with Tyler Eifert just because I feel like oh if he stays God. healthy, which he has he, he ever been healthy done that years, before? Like, no, never. Right ever. But right now he doesn't. Steve, <laughs> so listen, what are we fantasy, doing, exact, Steve? No, 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 no. He, no, no. he, 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 he Tyler Eifert is going to be on the injured reserve with a bad back. I guarantee you listen, that's how it ends with Tyler I, Eifert. I don't doubt that he will be, but right now he doesn't have a questionable tag or an out tag next to his name, which I haven't seen in years. You know what? I really like Mike Gusecki, who hasn't even been drafted. O.J. Howard hasn't been drafted. Austin Hooper hasn't been drafted. I like all those guys, so I plan right. on just really putting tight end. Well, no? right, who, who, who are you going to put in your flex? Flex, I got Lamar Miller. I got Chris Carson. Um, right now I got Miller plugged in, but, I mean, I, if – if Josh Gordon plays week one, you know, um, then my flex will be open to Lamar Miller, Marquise Goodwin, Carson, Robbie Anderson. I also have Michael Gallup, Rob Kelly, and Peyton Barber. That's my bench. So, um, Steve, I don't love it. I don't love it, to be honest with you. I think this, is, I think this can be a playoff team. I, okay, Zeke, I don't, your quarterbacks, you get a check for that. Zeke, you get a check for that. I'm not the biggest mixing guy. I let Jim okay. handle mixing. Mike Evans, you got risk. Those first couple of weeks without without Jameis, you don't know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be like. But we do know Mike Evans is a stud, and he should get the ball. So you, you you're buying some risk with that. You're buying some risk with Josh Gordon, obviously. You got Goodwin, and you got um some other wide receivers Anderson. and Anderson. Robbie, who I'm not the big fan of Robbie Anderson to be honest with you. Um, I liked him last I like year. The upside. I do like of the Anderson upside. and Goodwin though. Okay, you know? together. Um, Tyler Eifert, it's an ex. I despise Tyler Eifert, and everybody knows how I feel about Lamar Miller. What do you think, Jim? Well, I'm not as down on Miller as you are, but I, I, I don't think he has a great year, but I think he has a, a serviceable year, and he, he'll be a flex player from time to time. Uh, let's see, I'm looking at the – I like Goodwin. He, he should be a nice flex, although he may be your number two if uh, Gordon isn't on the field. Um, so, Robbie Anderson, the only problem with Robbie Anderson, we at this point we still don't know who the quarterback is going to be. We don't know. You know McCown is in there. I love Anderson. We don't know if he's going to have that same kind of rapport with Darnold yet. We just haven't seen enough to really get that. What I would do, though, I would drop Rob Kelly in a heartbeat and go get yourself another tight end. Now, the guy I would recommend that probably is still sitting there waiting for you is Ben Watson. Um, he probably hasn't been drafted in that league, and I like him better over the names that you said because I think he's going to be more consistent. 
Right, and you go right there, Steve. You got to um, – I agree with what with, with Jim said. He likes Miller more than I do. Miller and Eifert just turn my – they, they make my stomach turn. Um, that's just the way I look at those two cats. And, Miller, and trust me, Miller's had some good seasons. He put up some numbers, especially if he's out there healthy. I worry about forming. Um, if the dudes hit the way they're supposed to hit, I like the team a lot. I just think it's a lot of risk on the team, Steve. Uh, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, Watson's there, but what if I took a Tyler Croft just to back off, I, uh, you know, Eifert? He played well last year when Eifert went down. I've drafted um, Tyler Croft in some have leagues. That. You have no, Croft, hey, look, you said? I, 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 I like Croft, but I can't, you know, there's only one tight end I want to handcuff, and that's Reed. Uh, if I get Reed, I want to have Davis. I don't want to handcuff to Eifert. Look, I, I know he, he's a talent, but he's always hurt. Croft did step up last year. I just don't think you have that issue if you have Ben Watson in your starting lineup. I, I, again, this is a guy who had a great year last year. Everybody's putting him down because of his age. He continues to show that age doesn't matter to him. He's going back to a team that loved him, wanted him back to a quarterback that he had his greatest season with, and an offense where right now the wide receivers are a little unsettled. Um, so I like Ben Watson a lot this year. I've been saying his name all off season. People just aren't catching on. Uh, I think this kid is this guy is going to be a guy who's going to put up a rock solid top ten year. There you go right there eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine, and that uh, is the uh, puts the wrap on it. Jim, do you have a home league, Jim? You play in ninety seven leagues. Would you would there a league that you would consider a home league when you play in ninety seven leagues? I have a home league. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Have well, you have one bunch home of, league. Bunch of, I do. I have one home league, a bunch of old friends that we, we've been playing for years. Is it a standard league? Oh, no, I don't play in standard leagues ever. All right, cool. PPR it- only. See, look, I know a lot of people hate PPR, and I'll tell you why I love PPR. Because I don't, I don't you know, it maybe gives the pass catching backs a little bit extra points. I get that. But what it does is it makes more players viable. And you don't always have to just get touchdowns to score. I hate that. Um, You know, I'd much rather have different ways to get more people involved, makes the draft much more strategy relevant, you know, makes your team composition much more strategy relevant. Do you go with a back who doesn't catch passes because he's going to get you touchdowns? Do you go with a a back who's going to catch a lot of passes but won't score a lot of touchdowns? You know, brings in a lot more strategy to the game, and that's why I love PPR, and it's the only way I play. All right, there you go right there. We have come to the end of another TI Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow, myself and Jim Day. No venture tomorrow either. Venture be here on Sunday when we go do the Carton and Friends Draft Live on the weekend edition. Um, I, Goon Squad, I hope we're in better. Hope we, whatever we need to air out, we air out. Well, we, we still got to throttle Lance. All right, we still, that's right. That's true, too. Goon Squad, we out. See you tomorrow, Fancy Football Friends. Yeah, 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 yeah.